Coming to you from the Apogee Graphics Studios, this is the Business and Beyond Podcast on Next Gen Media. You're listening to episode 41, brought to you by Zapata's Phone Repairs. I'm Ashton. And I'm Tony. Dude, it's getting hot around here. It is summertime in Texas. Yeah. With a wet spring, so now it's humid. Humid, so. yeah. Well, it's been pretty odd that I guess the rainstorms were holding back the yeah. heat. And we go in the, through the first week of June, and the highs are in the 80s. And so, we were under the impression, the very false impression, hey, maybe this is going to be sort of a mild summer. Maybe we don't hit 100 till July or something, yeah. which technically we haven't hit 100 we're yet. Damn near, damn near there. But now, a week later, <clears> here <throat> in the, I guess it's the second week of June, what is it, June 13th? Yeah. So, it's in the mid to upper 90s every day and now like you said now on top of it is a humidity, humidity from so much rain yeah that i haven't seen anything but i bet you it's one of the wettest months of may in at least north texas history yeah but at least we're not in a drought that's true <laughs> going into the summer that's uh, true we can afford to go a couple of months without some rain yeah yeah being not being in a drought means I can run my sprinkler anytime I want right now, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, they still have the, don't they still have some of the restrictions, they just, that's a permanent thing? Are you, are you able to run your sprinklers more than twice a week? I figured they the would, <laughs> I figured they would keep the same restrictions and then we'll never get into that situation. Although they did, uh, they just, did just make a new, say make a new, dig a new lake up, uh, if you're not familiar with the North Texas area, in Bonham, up by Paris, Texas, so it's outside of the North Texas metroplex region. But they said years from now, that's going to be a major source where water comes from. But hmm. all of the rain that's happened the last couple of months, they say it's pretty much full now. Wow. Like they were expecting a couple of years for it to yeah. to fill up, but wow. that that uh, reserve is now full. A reservoir yeah. is full now. So hopefully we won't have any southern california issues here with, yeah seriously <laughs> with a uh, lack of rain so like we teased uh, past week or a couple weeks ago maybe it, yeah we we teased <clears throat> it on social media and it kind of ran together with our wallpaper wednesday Wednesdays, yeah uh, post uh but it, the importance of continuing to learn learn skills mm-hmm. uh, like Albert Einstein once said that uh, once you stop learning you start dying yeah and that really is true you see signs of that in people in old age that you know as soon as they retire and they quit doing anything they just they start going downhill you know yeah. they use their lose their mental capacity they you know you just see their health go downhill but then the ones that are more active that stay involved running businesses or with good active hobbies uh, seem to keep that longer and I think that really is true to continue to expand your it gives knowledge you a, base a sense of purpose and, and mm-hmm. it's just something that's mentally challenged like it may sound great you have to go fishing every day or get to do this but if you're not challenging yourself you, you can lose a, a a sense of meaning or purpose I know I had a job when I was a in college I was going to school, I guess, at the time. I was thinking I wanted to be a teacher, but I was working in a school district, kind of like an assistant role. 
but it worked for us. So we, me and my wife we just got married, and I was off on summers. And I'd like to think now, if I would do that, I would get a summer job or whatever, make extra money. But back mm-hmm. then, I was loving the vacation. But after a couple of weeks, you're like, I have nothing to do. Yeah. You know, as a kid, when you're out for the summer, you cares? You play video games all mm-hmm. day. You do whatever. You don't care. You'll sleep all day if, if if you have the opportunity to. But when you're an adult, it's it's pretty mentally draining. Yeah, it really I mean, is. I I like to work out a lot more than I used to then and stay in shape and it's it's not so much that you're tired or you're lazy if you don't want to go work out it's you're just unmotivated mm-hmm. so if you kind of lay around all day and don't have anything to do you're going to feel tired you get yeah. 12 hours of sleep and you can just feel like all day drained tired mm-hmm. but if you get up and start moving around and doing stuff you you accomplish you, a lot you feel different yes yeah. and you feel more motivated and it's even the at the end thing. of the day if you're tired it's a different feeling that yes. you had a lot of accomplishments oh, yeah. you, you got a lot done you, if you're used to going to the gym and working out hard you'd be very sore afterwards but it's a different like it feels good it's mm-hmm. it's a good sort it's a productive feeling yeah it's the same thing mentally physically if you're not working out or doing anything strenuous to some extent, you're just going to feel bland and blah and lazy and tired mm-hmm. all the time. And eventually, you know, it, it's different when you do it for the summer or for a couple of days when you're off work. Yeah. As opposed to you're retired and you have nothing to do. So with a lot of entrepreneurs that we see and, and I think a lot of our followers and listeners... Uh, have side hustles that they that they do on the side, right? They'll have a full-time gig, and then they'll have something on the side that they're doing that occupies a lot of their time, and they'll spend a lot of that time researching, learning, trying to become an expert in, you know, one form or fashion in that side hustle. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about it a little bit and thinking about it some of what if your side hustle became your full-time gig what if you made a transition a jump like anthony's made where that's your full-time thing and maybe you're picking up a part-time job but what are you doing now on the side to expand your knowledge base yeah i mean if you're talking about entrepreneurs in general they are already doing things like that If if they learn about enough about one subject they're like hey i could turn this into a business Mm -hmm. i could do but in general, people have like what? What do you do to to escape from your everyday life? Like maybe do you maybe really? No. no, no, no. I'm not asking you. <laughs> you want to? Where's the list? I it's, need a... It's a rhetorical question. No, I know you, but in general, if you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. what do you do? Now, maybe it's play video games. Maybe it's lawn work. You know, I I don't get those kind of people. I hate doing lawn work. I mean. I get pleasure from mowing and weed eating it, 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 the end product. But in general, it's a drag on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I get too busy, let the grass grow too much. I mean, I have somebody that does that right now. You know, not to, to push my wealth or anything. I have a yard guy. But in general, I would hate that. I'm like, oh, now I have to mow. It's too, someone's going to say something. It's too much. It looks mm-hmm. ugly. But there are people that love to do that. Now, in general, I do this podcast where we do this podcast. I'm sure there's people that think that's, you know, that's cool that you do that as a side gig. I, I don't think of this as work at all. 
whether we do research or mm -hmm. have to find I mean it's hard to find time to get to, to do an episode yeah to get them in but I'm sure there's lots of people that just like, yeah I, I'd rather relax in my time but I find this relaxing some it what you should do is is learn about new things yeah like you want to say skills but in general if you're not into video games maybe explore that a little bit mm -hmm. because I don't want to say empathy but you can understand people more because there, there's a lot of things like I, I don't get it I don't get why these people do this it doesn't seem like it would be entertaining to me but I just don't have any interest in it maybe if I actually did it and learned about it you know people are like that with sports like I, I have family members that will ask me like They'll, they'll try to get into and watch a game with me, like a Mavericks playoff game mm -hmm. recently, and they'll ask questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just kind of into it because I followed them for a while. And, yeah. and it's hard to jump into something and be that excited. Like, yeah. I could be excited about anything if you learn backstories. And it, it, and I, I use the example with cricket. Like, I have no clue. The rules of cricket, something like baseball. But if I, stu if I study the rules... And got behind a local team, or any team, I guess it would be local, but got behind a team and learned their players and learned all the backstories, yeah. I could probably get into it. But it's, and it's the same thing with any skills. You can be motivated to do anything just learning a little bit. Mm -hmm. about and I think at things. first, sometimes you have to tie those in to maybe what you're doing, whether it's your business or a side gig or or have a reason your kids to do sports it. exactly find a reason so you know in some of the skills that we're talking about you can learn aren't necessarily just to improve your business or side hustle mm -hmm. these are just to expand your knowledge and give yourself kind of that out that that space where you can check out where some like you said some people like to play video games to check out just to to get away from what you're doing. I mean, let's, you know, we, we talk about Anthony a lot. He's a great example because he's made the jump, like we've talked about, go into full-time in your your business, get a side hustle if you need to to help occupy time or make up the difference in income. But what is he doing now when he was spending all of his extra time in his business? What's his next outlet? What's that going to be? Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about things like learning photography and photo editing. Uh, video editing you know what are those things so I enjoy learning about some of that stuff not as much on the photography side but some of the video and partly with the podcast and with the video editing we do for YouTube um, I also do a lot of video recording and editing for my son who plays sports and when my daughter she's getting into basketball now when that starts I'll do the same thing for her and we'll post and create YouTube and we have YouTube channels for them that we post those things to for family members or you know whatever but it's just kind of a fun thing that I enjoy to do you know I had years ago had a landscape background and I've recently kind of gotten back into that enjoying that a little more yeah. so I found a online course you can do for to become a, a certified organic to learn the organic cyst processes and become certified in that and those are the kinds of things I'm talking about is find something that you can become certified in, even if it's completely like out of the norm, out of anything that you're doing that seems crazy, just go and get certification. Just expand that, you know, your knowledge base that you have. 
Yeah, and it helps you to learn other things. Yeah. I mean, people think <laughs> as they get older, it's harder to learn things. Your brain's not develop is not developing the same way as somebody at school. Yeah. It, there've been studies that have proven that's not necessarily the case. It's when you're in school, your brain's just not necessarily eager to learn it's just in that mode Mm -hmm. like you go to school you know what you're going to school for you're going to learn you're going to go in you're you're going to absorb whatever information and if you're in that mindset if you're always learning something like watching videos or reading then when other things come up it's easy to jump into that and learn because you you're more resourceful you know hey i i know where to go to search on youtube that's my thing that's if you're Learning a lot of things on YouTube, it's easier to... I, I don't know how to explain it, but you can search something on YouTube and scroll through know what videos, hey, this is going to help me, or this isn't yeah. going to help me, this is on par, or this is just, mm-hmm. you know, this... Or Google. You can look at links and like, hey, yeah. yeah, that's just... That's not what I'm looking for. And that's and that's as simple... It can be that simple, is choose a topic that you want to learn more about. Whether, like I said, it's landscaping or doing masonry stonework I mean, even just for around your house um, you know electrical work I know that Anthony on his game trailer he did all of the electrical work in that and I could I don't know for sure but I would venture to guess he probably used some YouTube probably reached out to some people he knew and yeah. took all of that information and put together a system and learned how to wire his game trailer for what he needed he learned a skill you know just like I went through a system and learned more about the organic applications to your lawn, and you know I'm, I'm I don't know what the next thing for me is, but I'm gonna find something else that I'm gonna go down that path and learn another skill and, and expand my knowledge base outside of everything else I do with graphics and and I'll continue to learn that just like we would you know tell anyone with your business continue to learn that, but sometimes you need that outlet to help keep your mind fresh and maybe to see a different perspective on other industries or other traits that you can bring back into your business. Yeah, and it's it's not a thing like, okay, I just need a break. I need to go watch TV or play video games or do something mindless, which yeah. can be recharging and revitalizing in some ways. But it may not be a situation where you're being overworked or overthinking. It's just burnt, being mm-hmm. burnt out. Yep. Like you could go full on learning one thing or, or, or dealing with one aspect of your business yeah. and then you go learn something completely different and study that and read mm-hmm. and watch it and that seems like work but well, it's not it's affecting so you the same way it's typically what different typically what that is it becomes your hobby right yeah someone who likes to woodwork or craft or that's a hobby so it's exactly what you're talking about is something completely different and that's your outlet yeah and and Reading is a good example. Mm-hmm. I know when you start, or here, let me back up before I, I go into reading. We talk about when you want to start a hobby, you're like, or, or learn a new skill. Your mindset is like, okay, you're gonna learn Spanish. Well, yep. there's there, there's no end game where this is successful unless you become fluent in Spanish, right. which isn't true. You don't have to go into that mind in that with a mindset that I'm gonna master. Because honestly, when Anthony did all that research mm-hmm. on uh, electrical work, compared to an electrician, he probably doesn't know a no. whole lot. But if you compare the whole population, 
probably top five percent. Like you, yeah. if, if you take any skill or hobby and you stick to it for a few weeks on as much as you can, you probably know more than eighty yeah. percent of the U.S. population mm-hmm. in that skill. And it, and that's when you go to reading. Believe it or not, most Americans. Most American adults since graduating high school has never reads more than a book and a half in their in the rest of their adult life. So you read a book a year, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. You read a book a year, you're probably top five percent yeah. of the average U.S. adult just reading. Uh, I know once you start reading, if you just look at reading as a hobby, because there's so many benefits, it, it strengthens your mind. Obviously, you're learning mm-hmm. whatever you're reading. You know, if you pick a skill and you pick a book on it, I call it. I, I think of that as double dipping. It's yeah. got a, a double effect because you're you're reading better. Mm-hmm. You're you're expanding your mind, and then you're also learning that skill and honing in on that skill. Right. But just in general, you get better at things if you read for the first time in a while. You, you may read a full page and be like, I don't even remember what I just read. Mm-hmm. I, I have to go back and, and go mm-hmm. through that. Although you're absorbing it more than you think, but you're yeah. just not actively. But after reading a couple of books, if you read like a book a month or something like that, I, I've made it a goal that last year I read 20 books, and this year I just wanted to read 21 or more. But once you've read a book and go on to the next book, you have to look at it baby steps just like any skill don't look at hey I'm going to learn Spanish and look at mastering Spanish exactly. you're, you're going to give up before you ever yeah. before you ever get going because just look at what's your next step and mine was okay mm-hmm. read just read something whether it's two pages a day ten pages a day just open that book every day get in that habit it takes 21 days to, to master a habit or, or to get a habit open the book and read whether it's what you have time to read one page or 20 pages but as you get going, you're going to understand it better. You're going to read quicker. And I promise you, you're going to move through them quicker. And this isn't just talking about reading in general. Right. Just any, any of skill. the skills we're talking about. Any, yeah. any of the skills, if you think you, you want to learn how to, whatever, let's just keep Spanish in there. And you learn a few words, and the next day you're like, I don't really, I, I remember this word or this word. But you do it every day. Learn them and learn how to apply them. Like we're talking about with video editing, that's something that I enjoy to do a little bit, and I'm by no means anywhere near uh, David Parada. You know, I'm I'm not like any like any. But your leaps and bounds beyond me, because I don't. Maybe so. I mean, but what I've done is I take baby steps, like you said, and I'm just learning a little bit about it and learning enough to retain what I'm learning, and then I'll move on. Well, let me, you know, I'm gonna push myself a little further. Let me try this, and then I'm gonna try this, and I'm gonna try that. You know, I yeah. I'm gonna try a little bit more, and that's that's how it really works. It's just starting small, just enough to get the grasp and and learn to enjoy it, and then you can expand. Yeah, and having goals like <clears throat> like that, where you say, "I want to learn how to do this," and and maybe not every skill will have set in stone goals like that, mm-hmm. but you could say, "Hey, I'm gonna spend twenty minutes a day or an hour a day working on this." But if you're able to have a clear-cut set goal, this is I'm going to learn to do this. You're probably going to stick to it a little better than okay. Well, let, let's open my Babel app today. Let's spend five minutes learning Spanish, and then you yeah. go a week and like oh yeah, let's open it up. Yeah, you're probably not going to stick to it. Right. 
you know it's it's something you really have to commit to and and it there's not a skill worth learning that's really going to make a big difference in your life if you're able to master it overnight yeah I mean there, there are things you can do you know outside of winning the lottery like if your goal is to make a lot of money it's not going to happen overnight without yeah. hard work unless it's something like winning the lottery mm-hmm. that's something everybody does well everybody does is they'll buy lottery tickets because of that top. if yeah. it's that easy to learn that quickly everybody would be doing it yeah and and, and you learn that when things come out like what's a cool new fad like everybody's learning how to do it whether it's collecting baseball cards or you know yeah. which is a big thing now uh, not that I'm not gonna demean anybody who spends a lot of time doing that and has learned a lot but I feel like a lot of people have spent a little bit of time to make it to a different tier mm-hmm. where that's where but most people jumping in it and there's now. A- experts up here <clears throat> right. but it's that's something you could spend a little bit of time and get into it mm-hmm. now maybe you're not going to be very good at valuing different cards and and because a lot of guys do it for an investment purpose right. and those are the guys that are up here that are making money on it but just to get into it okay you just need to yeah you can get into that pretty quickly it's not very much but money. it is it's something so time. you can spend your time researching and learning how that works you mentioned sports earlier you know with your family that's something that you can get into and continue to learn. Learn how stats, learn, you know, in-depth about the rules. Not just the rules on the surface, but the in-depth and, but it to takes, it, you know. And it, and it takes, takes time. time. I it mean, does. we grew up playing sports. <clears throat> so we don't think of it as research or whatever. Right. We played sports. We understood the basics. We, we understood the different trends or, or yeah, this is a good idea to, to, to look at it this way. You should... <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, really getting down to the X's and O's of sports and understanding what's a good idea and what's not. As an adult, learning a new skill like that, it takes a lot of. I mean, because yeah. we don't, we're not gonna go play. I mean, you could go, you know, whatever sport I want to play, I could find an adult team to play it on. But if I don't, if I'm not into sports, I'm not gonna do that for the the sheer will to want to get into sports. Yeah, and to. To be passionate about certain sports and teams that I'm at, you can study all you want, but it's not going to happen overnight because it's it's dealing with staying up late watching these teams play and the gut-wrenching feeling you get yeah. when they lose and then when they finally win, you know. it's You can be a bandwagon fan and jump on whatever team you want if you want to, if you just want to experience that, which it's not going to be a sweet when your team wins yeah. if you weren't there year after year dealing with the losses. And it's the same thing. You could jump into whatever skill and spend a week on it and be like, yeah, you, you know more than probably most of the population does on that well, because they're not even, taking the time. Even skills to learn that could help, say, when you have children, right? So whether they play basketball or baseball or football or you know you have someone that's in tumbling or gymnastics for the parent to go and do the research and learn how to help their child how to help expand their child's abilities you know you have to have a certain knowledge level but even that you can do some research on what can my kid do what are drills what are things that they can do to become better at what they're doing and that's another avenue for learning a skill just to help expand your knowledge yeah because you're not if if you're into sports at all but it, I think it can translate across everything. 
But sports in general, if you're on a team, you have a set time to play games, mm-hmm. set times to practice. If you're only working on that skill and you're allowed at times to practice with the team and the games, I mean, people are different. You know, there are people that just catch on quicker than others. Yeah. But you're not going to master it. You're not going to be LeBron right. James or anything like that. You're doing well, that on your I own. Mean, speaking of mastering, so, like, we've all heard that uh, term, that saying of, like a jack of all trades is a master of none. We've yeah. all we've all heard that. I think everyone's probably at some point in their life has heard that phrase. It sounds like a negative. <clears throat> to, it does, to... and it wasn't intended that way. But it's because we're only getting the first part of it. There's a comma right after that, and everyone assumes that that's just the end of the statement. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's actually a comma, and I don't. I'm gonna read it because I don't want to butcher it. But the actual full saying is. A jack-of-all-trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So that that saying was meant to be a compliment that, yeah, you're not a master. You're not just specialized in one, but multifaceted. You know a lot of things about everything, right? Yeah. And even if you are a master, so let's say something you mentioned earlier about, you know, Anthony and the uh, being an electrician and, you know, that, yeah, he's not a master electrician, right? But if you're a master electrician, should you just only focus on learning that skill? Why would you well, not want to expand past reasons. that? And I mean, be... the lazy, <clears throat> obvious reason is, okay, well, you don't know what the economy's going to do. You know, I uh, I was a truck driver. I got my CDL, never to intend to drive trucks the rest of my life, but it was an easy way to, I doubled my income being mm-hmm. from a landscaper to, to a truck driver, just an entry-level truck driver. I haven't driven, I have not been up behind the wheel of a CDL, of a CDL vehicle, probably a little over a year, but I haven't been in a role as a CDL truck driver in five years, maybe six years, uh, but I still have that, mm-hmm. because that, not that I'm a, a master at it or whatever, but I have other options, so the economy right. tanks, if, if my job fires me just because or lets me go because of the situation with the economy I can go get a truck driving job Yeah. so the obvious answer is don't just ignore everything in your life and only focus yeah. on being an electrician because what if <clears throat> for whatever reason something happens where there's an overabundance of electricians or not as much of a need for it which sounds kind of weird because I don't know that will ever happen I don't think so but, but you will have exactly. nowhere else to go is, yeah. except for an unskilled laborer mm-hmm. what if you hit a point in your life that life just changes for you and you don't want to do that and exactly that and you have the time and you have a backup plan have yeah like i said my, my example enjoy. was the lazy obvious answer yeah but no that's more of a profound answer like what if you I mean we can something we, happens can about you get like a midlife lazy. crisis yes, or something you but, get lazy and you want to change jobs <clears throat> well if you already have this thing you've been working out on the side and and or, or made multiple yeah. things so like you're like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm just going to quit my job. Or you're talking to your wife. I really want to quit my job. I'm going to go crazy. Whatever. You're kind of like, well, what are you going to do? But you have this other options. Maybe you, maybe it's, I doubt Anthony would ever decide. He's like, forget this job. I want to be an electrician. But he's had experience. He mm-hmm. understands what it means. You know, that's a really poor example. But if you have these other things going, like I have a CDL, although I've done it, you know, for a few years. If I just tell my wife I cannot stay in my job, I have to quit. I'll go get a truck driving job somewhere, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like me because that's not really a passion. <clears throat> but you have that 
extra avenue. And That's sometimes you don't know what that. your passion is until you try yep. those things. So sometimes you have to dabble in it a little bit and learn the skills of it for something to click and to stick with you to say, hey, you know what? I really enjoy doing this. You know, about uh, 15 years ago, uh, maybe maybe a little more than maybe over 15 years ago, I um, got my landscape irrigators license so license irrigation so i can design build install irrigation systems you know lawn sprinklers yeah and when i moved on from the i had that license for a long time and when i moved on you have continuing education you have to keep that license up just like any other and i moved on from that and i didn't keep it up i thought eh, i'm done with that i'm past that in my life and i let my license lapse and expire and it's it's gone now and for some reason, I just had the feeling when I went through this, you know, organics class and things, I I thought, man, I, I should have kept that. Um, and that's really what spurred kind of my push through just learning more about the landscaping that I used to do years ago that I want to get back into is, hey, you know what? I should have kept my license. I'm going to go back and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my irrigation license again. Yeah. So at some point, I'm looking, working on scheduling. They don't offer the classes all the time, so... Um, I'm working on that. That's just another skill I want to add back in and learn. You know, I'm sure a lot's changed in 10 or 15 years in it, so there's a lot I need to learn. But I want to, you know, just go down a skill that has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now, but, you know, something just to, to have in my arsenal. Something yeah. to fall back on. Yeah, something. What, what percentage of the population is <clears throat> licensed irrigators? Yeah, exactly. Very few. It's, it, it, and it just depends. Maybe it's an ego thing, but I like to think about you try to compare yourself like where, where you are with the rest of the pack mm-hmm. and if you find out you're pretty low like you test your IQ like what purpose does it have to know your IQ but people do it they go online mm-hmm. they, they find IQ tests they just want to see where their IQ is Yeah. and naturally like okay well where is that with the rest of the you know and when you you realize your I mean IQ is different I mean you technically can improve your IQ if that's a bad example but if you find out you're kind of lower the, the bottom half mm-hmm. on a certain thing you're like maybe hits you in the gut you're like well, maybe I can improve that I'd rather yeah. be you know be and there, there's no reason for it at all it's not going to affect your paycheck right. per se but that's something that as humans we do and there's a lot of things I do with, with looking up free courses online yeah. Just, you know uh, <clears throat> there, there's different not that I'm ever going to go to get a degree at it but there's some things that interest me and you're mm-hmm. like hey they they have this course put together if you want to learn something if you want to learn about something what better way to go to there's actual college colleges that offer these free courses yeah. and you can learn in an organized way rather than okay if you want to learn about i don't know the civil war or something or, or just politics in general what are you going to do start googling that, instead that, of just googling a, yeah, yeah that's a, a dangerous situation like yeah. you're you're learning getting bombarded with different information where maybe if you start here you know dumb it down maybe you don't know anything about it and you're learning a completely new skill but you know it interests you mm-hmm. this is where you're supposed to learn you know just like start kindergarten work if you're not you know yeah. my son jokes around hey i'm gonna teach you know my eight-year-old son teaching my three-year-old I'm going to teach him math. Hey, what's 5 plus 5? So he doesn't know that. But I'm going to tell him it's 10. Like, well, he's not going to... Like, yeah, I just memorize... I'm not doing math in my head when I think 5 plus 5 or whatever, 5 times 5 or anything. 
I just it's it's a memory thing. But if you don't understand how you get to that, yeah. you're not gonna you know you're just gonna be overwhelmed and you're gonna quit. And it's gonna be hard to retain that information. It, exactly. And if you just understand, okay, well, why did the Civil War start, or why did the World War One start, and most people could probably answer a dumbed-down version of that mm-hmm. because we've heard it somewhere at some point in yeah. school. But do you really understand why that started, that particular war, or why this is this way? Like, to really start and dumb it down to work your way up, that's the easiest way, yeah. I think, to learn something. Like, start... And YouTube's great for that because it people is. have YouTube videos or YouTube pages for... The weirdest oh, crap. I mean, there's a kid, Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my kid watches on YouTube. All he does is play with toys and his parents. He makes so much money, his parents quit their jobs and they just make videos with him. Yeah. Making millions of dollars a year just because people watch that. But, like I said, I had my CDL. And, and, and truck driving kind of interests me. I'll watch YouTuber, truck, YouTube truckers. And sometimes I kind of get that in my head. It's like, ah, maybe I, maybe I want to drive a truck. But I'm like, I remember all the issues. But they have pages for that. So really, I don't Google much anymore unless it's one specific, like what, who is this person in this time. But if I want to learn a skill or learn about something, I'm going to go to YouTube and search mm-hmm. it because there's going to be a video there showing you. Yeah. And you're not going to spend 20 minutes trying to read yeah. and understand. And that's, that a lot of times that's where I will start as well is in YouTube at least to start to scratch the surface. And then I'll be like, okay, I need to find out more. Then I'll go and look for tutorials or I look for uh, blogs or... Uh, okay, I'll give an example I, I just learned the other day and I probably am going to be embarrassed about this because I have a grill and, and I, I don't barbecue per se, but I can grill burgers and steaks. Like Anybody can if they spend five minutes learning about it. So uh, our grill, I was at a propane or I assumed we were at a propane. The propane tank was, was low. It just wasn't lighting. I was pressing the button. It wouldn't light. It's like, okay, I can tell it's low. Maybe you just don't have uh, enough propane in it. Swap propane tanks. Still wasn't doing anything. And I could have Googled what were common things wrong with with, uh, with gas grills. And But but I went on YouTube. And the first thing the guy said is, okay, I, in this video, it's a 20-minute video. I'm going to talk about all the common problems you have with your gas grill. And he and it kind of did a preview. Like, uh, we're going to go through your burners, this, that. Okay. First things first, if you're pressing the button, it's not doing anything, try this. And he went, and because YouTube, it's a, a visual. He's mm-hmm. giving me a visual. It's not, I don't think I would have gotten the same thing from reading this. He went up to the button, unscrewed it. He said, unscrew this, there's a battery there, which I never knew. I had no clue. You're looking at me because you're, you're, you smoke crap all the time. You're a barbecue. You're like, this guy's an idiot. But he said, there's a battery. Replace this battery. And if that doesn't work, then we'll go into... So I watched 10 seconds of this YouTube video. I went, unscrewed, replaced the battery, and that's what it was. It worked. But if I would have Googled that and read articles, I don't know... They would have t- even taken if, even you if, through all of the clogged even, lines well, or... And that's what I thought it was. Like, there's an electrical line somewhere. It's probably something simple. I'm going I'm to Google it. But if, if I would have Googled it and that would have been the first article I read, I don't know that that would have been so easy as somebody, okay, just unscrew this, look, there's a battery, replace the battery. I'd like to think... But it was yeah, a could, battery, you're like, what are you talking about? Ba- battery you unscrew power. the button. Yeah. Exactly. I probably would have said, but because he... he Showed you what... Well, he, prefa- he, he, he prefaced it as, okay, this is what we're going to go through. So he went through the first thing. I was like, all right. I'm thinking, 
Is this, is this a fake video? Like, he just unscrewed that. There's not a battery behind there. <laughs> unscrewed, there's a battery. And all you grill masters out there, you probably lost all respect for me after this. But that's something that I learned. Like, I don't at all claim to be a grill expert. We own our grill so I can grill burgers or steaks or chicken because it's just better tasting than cooking it inside. But that one little thing, that simple thing you learn about something, you get a whole new respect. Mm -hmm. Like how much is there about that that particular grill that I own in my backyard that I have no clue about? Yeah. Because that one little five second clip I saw from a video. So I think learning about other, uh, learning different skills, whether you expect to make money off of them, to get a new job, to start a business, or even if you don't intend to master it, you just want to learn something new. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's like, hey, I'm bored for the next couple of days. I have nothing to do. I'm just going to spend two days learning about whatever. Yeah. And you learn little bits, whether it's history or politics or, or, or electrician work, that you have a whole new respect for it. Or you, yeah. or it humbles you. You understand that this is a lot broader of a situation than I thought it was or a subject than I thought it was yeah. because I spent... I, f I feel like I've learned a ton about it, but it's well, just scratching the surface. It was sometime, I believe, last fall, my, uh, our water heater, the element went out. Yeah. And I thought, of course, I thought, oh, great. The heating element. The, yeah, one of the heating elements in my water heater went out. So I thought, oh, great. I got a water heater. I like all the worst things went through my mind. I'm like, okay, well, let me go look. Okay, heat's not working. What could it be? Cool. I found some videos. I'm like, yeah, you know what? A good friend of mine is a plumber let me give him a call and just ask him what he thinks called him yeah you know that's probably what it is and you know you can go buy the parts at home depot you can change those out no big deal he's like i have the tool to change them don't buy it just let me know when you're ready and i'll bring it over and we'll, we'll swap them out i mean that was something for me now i could go to any water heater and probably diagnose that and change that out very easily yeah you know just from going through that process and i spent the time to research it learn about it learn all the ins and outs of what it could be and change it out change them out works great as good as ever i mean you know it's just expanding your knowledge for different skills just helps in general and everything if, that you do not just when it's direct to your business yeah it can still help your business directly when you you know a lot of things when we go through school right school does teach you but they also teach you how to learn, how to study. Those are a those are assets that they don't directly tell you, hey, we're going to teach you how to pass this test by how you should study, how you should prepare yourself for it. But when you learn skills like that, it does teach you how to be successful in other ways or how to research. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a big one. It's something that you are not advocating, okay, go do this because you'll have a problem with it in the future go learn about water heaters because maybe if you have a problem with yours I mean that'd be great if you learned a skill and I'm sure it happens where you have an issue later in life and like hey I just learned about that yeah but when it came to that you knew how to I mean you kind of had a level head you were like okay there's a, fi a quick fix for that easy fix you're resourceful you understand your, your first instinct's not going to I mean although you worried you would have to replace the water heater you weren't going that was never going to be your first attempt. It was right. like, okay, let's just go buy a new water heater or, or call a plumber and let them charge us $300 for something you can do. Yeah. That's basically like turning a computer off and on. But 
getting in the mindset or in the habit of learning new things or researching things out Mm -hmm. will help you to be more resourceful yeah like if your thing is to google something or youtube something you can google and know in your head you're already reworking it okay how is the best way i can word this that google's going to know because Mm -hmm. you have experience googling it or youtubing it and knowing okay it misunderstood what i was trying to ask so you're already doing that it's going to save you frustration and you can scroll through and know okay that that video or that link's not going to help me just because i know that if it's going to have a list or this or that you you can just tell by looking at it without even clicking on it and you could probably find the best one that works for you so in times like that where your water heater goes out or or something an emergency situation where okay now not only do i need to learn something i'm it, I'm being forced to have to research something or I can just call an expert and pay them lots yeah. of money because I have no clue what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But it helps you get in that mindset just like reading or learning new things. If, you, if you're if you right at a high school, it's probably a lot easier for you to... You probably read at a higher level than uh, an adult who's been at school for it. 30 years and maybe yeah. read one book in their life or, yeah. or don't you know, do free courses online or do anything that where their brain's in the mode of learning. It's like, I go to work, I wake up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, watch TV for a couple hours and go to bed. That's what your mindset is. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's, it's harder for you. You look at everything outside of watching TV and eating yeah. after work. It's like, it's a chore. It's a chore. It's mm-hmm. a lot of work. When now, I mean, I don't constantly read, you know, it, if I have other things to do, but I pick up a book. I don't think of and it as like now I have to read. It's and it's I have relaxing a different perspective. I don't read like I. I'm gonna be honest. I might read one book a year. Last year I did read a little more. We, but again, you know, that's top. Yeah, <laughs> top five percent right. of adults. I mean, one book me, on average, one book. I like to life. find different skills, and I do spend a lot of time on YouTube. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, you know this guy just." You know, your our kids spend a lot of time on YouTube. I can tell you, my five year old spends a lot of time on YouTube. She knows a lot of shit for a five year old yeah. because of watching it. But I watch a lot. But I find skills. It's like, okay, I want to learn about technology, right? I bought. Uh, I was gonna buy a new computer. So one, I called our brother and asked him, "Hey, here's your here's ideas. This is kind of what again, I'm thinking." Again, we always try to tie this in here have a good inner circle yeah have you've already mentioned the last again, five minutes you got, called this person for this i got the i got know the information somebody, yeah. from him that i could use me like okay now i'm going to go research this and i'm going to see what he was telling me i'm going to go not really fact check him but i'm going to see what you know what he's saying how does that fit for me or how does he's going to tell you this sucks this sucks so i researched that. yeah and it, it gives you a few steps ahead i researched for probably four or five months before actually pulling the trigger to buy a new laptop. Mm. And, you know, that's what I would do in the afternoon. I'd get done working. I would, you know, we'd do whatever chore, household chores we have. And, you know, even if just before bed, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to spend an hour and I'm going to run through a few YouTube videos looking at, at these different laptops or these different features. And I did that for, you know, several nights for, you know, like I said, four or five months researching before I found the right fit and now that I have that new laptop it seems to be the best fit for me because I took the time to research that just yeah. like if you were going to buy right. a new phone or a new 
tablet or a new car. Spend the time to go research and that and learn more about that. And you've expanded. You think you're just going, oh, I'm just learning it just to buy. No, you expanded your knowledge base by doing that because now you know a, you lot understand. Of, a lot about. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you can go look up a computer on Best Buy or I was going to say Fry's, but that's no longer a thing. Walmart or whatever. And they'll have all these different mm-hmm. specs. You may have and no clue what those mean. And I didn't understand those, like the CPU and the GPU. But you can you can compare two computers, like yeah. okay, this number is higher than this number. That must be better. Yeah. But if you don't do the research, which one of these specs is really important? Yeah, I can go spec like I spec mine out to a higher level than base model, but like hey, this number is double just, that number. This yeah. must be a great computer. Do I need to go spend five thousand dollars on exactly. a new laptop? When I'm only going to use, you can see which one's better. Fifteen hundred dollars worth, but of it. <laughs> is it worth it? Exactly, yeah. and that and that's what we're talking about. That's where your knowledge base comes in. We're not saying not to go and hire a master electrician or a master plumber or call, you know, someone that has the expertise. Oh yeah, we should put a we should put a. There's a disclaimer. <laughs> a there. disclaimer. But what we're saying is to spend the time to learn it for yourself to make sure that you know you're not getting screwed over by these guys either or. If it's a situation you need them, like changing out the elements in a water heater, my skill level, I knew how to do that. That wasn't a problem. I just needed that reassurance and needed the correct tool. I'm going to give you peace of mind if you did that research and like, okay, this is something I have to have a plumber for. It's going to cost me a few hundred exactly. or a thousand dollars. But now you know they didn't screw yeah, me over. If I, I had a leak in my slab... I'm not jackhammering my slab up no. to try to do that. I'm going to call a plumber and they're going to... But, but like, if you understand hey, you know what? what the problem is and you and you we, hire somebody to come do it and they say, oh yeah, this is the problem. They're just trying to upsell yeah. you. You're like, well, no, I understand. That's not the issue. Right. You exactly. Know, because I looked at the heating element thinking that was a problem or whatever. But that helps you understand those little bits of uh, different things and, and appreciate the process more. Yeah. I mean... Knowing in the value of things, going back to the computers and knowing, okay, yeah, it's this one's ten thousand, this one's five thousand. This is obviously a better computer, or ten thousand is a lot for a computer. I I just said those numbers out loud, but this is a thousand. This one's five hundred. Yeah, this one's better, but what are you using it for? What are you know? Mm-hmm. Would it be better? Is it five hundred dollars more better for you? Yeah, it's exactly. value for you. Exactly, and. <clears throat> And knowing you that you do things like that, if you have a problem, you're going to research it. You're going to look it up. You're going to... So when that problem came, you were already in the mindset, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Mm-hmm. It, it, it puts you... You didn't think of it as a chore. Like, okay, cool. This is going to be a, a fun... I mean, the water heater was out, so you obviously weren't yeah. happy about it. But yeah. but when I go to research something... like we. I was watching a video. Me and my wife were watching a video. I don't even know why she was interested in but it was... It's about how America got involved in oil in the Middle East, anyways. They were talking about how this oil guy, blah, 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 and he had all these sons, and Osama bin Laden was one of the sons. And this is, and it goes into why Osama bin Laden got pissed about everything with America. And I'm not doing it justice by paraphrasing this, but... I, I watched it. It's like a 20-minute video. I'm like, huh, I knew nothing about that. So, so I jumped on Wikipedia. Like, I know that's not, you know, the best resource, but I understand Wikipedia, how to move through mm-hmm. And for the most part, there's a lot of factual things. So I looked up, okay, I saw the long, oh, yeah, that guy was his dad. And then I researched that. I mean, not researched. I just spent five minutes reading through it. It's like, okay, a lot of now that stuff understand. was pretty factual. But I, I do stuff like that. If I see an outrageous, not outrageous, but it sounds outrageous meme, whether it's political or whatever, especially political nowadays, 
like, I'm probably not going to share that regardless because I don't do that on social media. But I like to fact check things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend an hour going through MSNBC and Fox News and all these different things. But when somebody shares, and I'm saying a meme, it's a screenshot of an article. It doesn't even tell you what website that article is from. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, look at this. Like, I'm not trying well, to boast me... that I have a podcast that we can <clears throat> type yeah. in an article and we can screenshot it and post it anywhere. But I'm in that mindset of anyone. Can. I can go look yeah. at something. I never take anything at face value. Maybe yeah. it's not a video. Who cares if he shares a meme saying this or that? And I go look. Oh, he's wrong. I'm not going to go ask that. But it gives you a better understanding of things. Yeah. Don't just believe everything you hear. Yeah. Part of when I was saying that, like, I'm different from you, you know, and that makes me think about the way you're talking about going and researching and looking and if you come across something and you spend more time, like, you do spend more time reading. You read a lot more than I do. Where I gain that knowledge from, like, a Netflix documentary. Yeah. And there's other ways. So don't think, like, we're 100% on board with, even though you tend to carry those values of an older generation that would rather read and look up an article. Look oh, up you tell me. Look at the book. But, well, you can't yeah, say on the camera. There's see, a bookshelf but, up here. I will buy a physical book. I don't want it. I want the book. I don't when, want it on a tablet. or. A, but we're not going to knock you because I'm the opposite of that where no, I'm, I'm a little more into the technology and I'm a little more in with what kids would want to do where, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of parents are going to be pissed if their kids are spending a lot of time on video games, on YouTube, on Netflix. Well, I was going to mention when it's you talked about just uh, watching kids watching that. My kid, and, and, and there's no reason for this to be. I mean, it's something in ten years the information won't matter. Yeah. But he he loves playing Minecraft, mm-hmm. and Minecraft. I think if your kids playing Minecraft, don't knock him for it. It's a very creative game. There's yeah. a lot of work that goes Absolutely. into that, and he will want to know how to do something, and he'll go on YouTube and try to figure it out. Yeah. And he's a little naive. He'll Google on his phone, like, speak it. Like, how do you do this on Minecraft? I'm like, okay, word it this way so it knows what you're talking about. But he, he, he's eager to learn. Like, mm-hmm. he does something and he'll watch this guy on YouTube. And he's like, how does he do that? And, and, and maybe he's on a video that's way past it. Like, he didn't explain how to do this. He's just doing this. Yeah. So he will go and research how to do that. So, so don't think, and when I want to learn something, I'm not going to go look up a book, how to learn it. Uh, like I said earlier, the, there's just the double benefit of reading. Reading, forget what you're reading. Yeah. I, I read more for the fact that it's you know sharpening my brain and it helps me. There's a lot more things. I'm not going to go find a book like, oh, this is what I want to learn about. Yeah. Uh, I may, you know, maybe like a war book or or, yeah. or or history book or something. But most of the books I read are more motivational, just to keep you. Hey, I want to keep reading this, and yeah. I may, you know, there's random facts I learn about a book but I'm not saying I'm learning any more than you are when I have an issue like I said with my girl I didn't go look for a book on on girls yeah. like YouTube is my resource to go but what, if I have something in my parents, vehicle I will YouTube lot, that nowadays they here's the difference and even for us it's a little different but we've I feel like we adapted well to a lot of the the technologies and the things offered to us there wasn't YouTube back then like for our parents there wasn't YouTube there and wasn't there, video there, games at the level. And there was that, a like, time I remember YouTube. <clears throat> YouTube was a big thing before I ever started. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, it's so you can't it not, just because it wasn't available then. It's like, oh well, we we never sp- spent all this time on on devices. 
Yeah. You didn't have devices. You could spend time on yeah. it. So how can you not kids because they are learning from this. They are now. I do limit my kids on like if they get a little over it's like, hey, you know what, take a break from the devices. Let's go do this. Let's go, you know. You have no, to my offer kid, those. My kid today, we were, we went to the grocery store and we got out and he had his phone. I didn't think about it. Halfway there I'm like, he's on his phone. I'm like, We're in the parking lot, get off your phone. And he said, Okay, he kept watching it. I'm like, Quit looking at your phone. I feel like it just took it. Like here, put it put it in the you don't need it in the store anyways. You're gonna be not paying attention, walking off. Yeah. But yeah, certain certain situations, you're like, just get off the phone. Yeah. And, and you know, but studies. the different times, and I mean, it's like we've talked about this tons of times. Every generation thinks a generation, you know, that the next generation is the is the worst, right? They're oh, just. No, the I don't know if I've ever there. mentioned it on. I've probably talked to you. I've, I know I've mentioned a hundred times. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the show, but. I remember what I was watching, but they were talking about a newspaper article from the, uh, it's probably from the early 30s, maybe maybe later 30s, before World War II started or before America got involved in them, talking about that current generation of adults was talking about the teenagers today who who are the main 18, 19, 20-year-olds mm-hmm. that fought Normandy, Normandy Beach, fought World War II, basically saved the world. They talked about how they're lazy, they don't understand them, they're not going to amount to anything. And this generation is what we now refer to as the greatest generation. Yeah. And I think it's just something, part of it is 18, 19, not, 20, well, they're stupid, they're idiots. They don't know what they're, the, they're not the motivated about anything. generation not understanding what they're dealing with. And, and I think... I mean, at a certain point in our life, I'm sure we will eventually get to the point where we look at a generation and we're like, man, they're a bunch of fuckers. I, I, right? I do like, that now. <laughs> well, but I have, I have empathy for them more so because it was what they were raised in. Yeah. You know, the, the generation, the grandparents that are talking about essentially the grandchildren, that generation, they're the ones that raised those parents for those parents to raise those kids. I mean, that's... There's where the disconnect is. It's in the parent and I don't level. know. I mean, but it's also in the technology we've dealt with. The, I mean, I don't know. It, it's talk, talk about you talk about technology. Like obviously, it's making things better, easier. Yeah. That's the point of it. How many? Man, I just didn't prepare to talk about it, so I'm just thinking of something random. Uh, a couple, you know, let's say early 1900s. What technology was going? The uh, uh, vehicle, a car. Like, were there people thinking, like, okay, now the, the whoever the first generation was growing up, who pretty much always had cars, and you didn't really, they didn't really see the transition. Like, oh, they just have it easy. They never, never knew what it was like to have to go on horses all the mm-hmm. time. And, and I, I'm sure it was. You know, and, and again, we're talking about new skills. I'm no expert on when, what years the car were mm-hmm. coming in and the transition of horses and. You know, we're talking about World War Tour. World War One had a lot of new machines coming in, completely different, you know, compared to the Civil War just yeah. 40 years earlier. But most of it was fought on horseback. They didn't have tanks and planes like they did in World War Two. So how many older military personnel who fought in World War One, who were higher up in World War Two, talked about, these kids have no idea how easy that we fought literally in trenches. Yeah. And now they're going bombing people. Like just in that thirty-year gap, like yeah, I mean, how easy fighting in trenches to just flying and bombing. How That's, how easy do kids have it now that all of your music is stored right here, 
they're not flipping out. We were in the generation where we had cassette tapes tour, or I did anyways. Yeah, we had cassette, cassette tapes. tours. the on. end of cassette tapes and the beginning of CDs, of having to keep those and, and even, switch them out. I think even and, in our early, like, but I never hate on a kid and be like, "Oh, you got it so easy." You have no. You know what? I have it too. I'm gonna I mean, take advantage of he it. He does well. have it easy, but I don't think yeah. of it as a like, "Oh, a you don't even understand exactly. how." Uh, because every generation is like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a funny meme going around. It was a Star Wars meme. Uh, it was basically saying, uh, man, your kids have it so easy to stay these days. And it's like, that was part of the plan. You wanted me to have it easy. Exactly. And some people want to say, hey, we're going in the wrong direction. Everything's getting too easy, which is the plan. But... I look at it. Everyone wants their kids to have more, it better than getting, they had it. Yeah. But ten, then they want to complain it, at the same time. They worked, they worked, I didn't even want to say worked harder. Yeah. They worked harder on, you know, it was Providing. difficult to watch TV compare, but I don't, I mean, I want to, it's hard to compare because our father worked very hard. I'm not trying to say I worked just as hard as him at all. But in general, the father's son, the son's not working he's probably working just as hard as the father he's just doing it a different way because uh-huh. the things no, that you're he right. looks at Physically, working harder, we it's more efficient we these days obviously aren't at the age aren't sh- probably in as much of a struggle having to work to make ends meet we probably do have it better but we were set up better so it, uh, from the outside it appears like oh you got it made no we work hard but we were given a great knowledge base that we could carry in well right like we're giving our kids even more like everything we knew plus yeah. they're going to learn the, their own the they're going to have it easier they're going to be able to utilize things that we can't utilize and I think we were in a bit I mean I don't know what you want to call it how we were raised just the situation we entered with the families we married into but the millennial generation as a whole has had a tougher time you know buying homes and things, whatever reason you want to give it a lot of want to tie to the stigma they're lazy and they don't want to work hard they you know want to be influencers on social media and I'll tell you, some of those influencers work their ass off. It's not easy. They just found a different way yeah. not to get on that. But there are different ways to work hard that, okay, just because I don't have to do that specific thing, you know, when we're struggling, yes, we have cell phones with Facebook and social media, but that's more accessible to us. Than the, I mean, my iPhone, you think it's crazy that it's worth $800 or whatever it costs to buy them, mm-hmm. that... Okay, the first cell phone that came out was probably close to a thousand dollars. VCRs yeah. when they came out were a thousand dollars. You know, we could have an entire episode on inflation. Like, yes, infl- inflation and price of goods, the cost of goods, it's a little different because think about like the first flat screen TV. Technology what it gets cheaper as inflation goes up. Yes, but uh, you know, the first iPhone was is not any cheaper or more expensive, or is not any cheaper than the newer iPhone. But you. Side by side, one's obsolete. Yeah. Because technology gets cheaper as the product does get more expensive. Cars these days mm-hmm. are more expensive because all the technology back into them. Yeah. But if you break down the value of it, it is cheaper. But things get more more efficient. Things get easier. And mm-hmm. yes, forty years ago, if you wanted to learn a new skill, it was a lot more work because yeah. you probably had to go get a book on it or take a class, and that class wasn't a class I could log in and do at my own pace at night, at, yeah. at night on my, oh, it's probably at night, but on my computer at home. It's, yeah. I had to go 
and travel. I mean, you should bring Toastmasters as an example. That's there's a lot of different skills you can learn from Toastmasters. And I started in right in the middle of COVID. They were on Zoom. Twenty. I mean, Toastmasters over a hundred years old. Forty years ago, if there's a pandemic, you okay? We're yeah, just not going to have do. meetings for a while. Yeah. I mean, we still go in person, you can't but yeah. Expand your knowledge base exactly it's not available to you and maybe we our generation has it a lot easier i agree we do i mean don't fault us for it exactly that's what you wanted uh but we are much more efficient and learn things at a bigger pace because you know back in the day whatever the day is that means to you yeah that saying in itself you know before you read the rest of it yeah, you want to be a master of one because that's all that matters. It doesn't matter about all this other stuff. You're going to waste your time and money learning all these different things because it takes so much, so many more resources than to pick up your phone, Google it. I'm going to jump on Wikipedia yep. and I can learn the entire history of the Dallas Mavericks. I think if I wanted to know, learn these, in 20 minutes. This skill, I mean, this is something we've practiced our entire life. We've always had something going on, and you know, I think we learned it uh, from one of the best. I mean, our dad was absolutely like the epitome of a jack of all trades. And maybe he wasn't a master in, in any, but he knew a little bit about everything and had so much knowledge that he could pass on. You would learn something about his past history of work. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is what we like. How did we never know about this? Why did we? It just never came up. Like, you went from this to this to this to this. Like, could build homes individual, could plumb, could individually build, you know, any electric. one of those things is interesting yeah but like you were basically an aide for a politician to in the landscape to building houses to help start a, a restaurant brand and to yeah, basically not not officially creating burger king's breakfast menu. yeah i mean it's uh, it's yeah there's a lot of different things that you could say what you what you want about some people but the way he learned things, I could, it would, it's difficult to, like I said, to learn things back then than it is now. Again, mm -hmm. he would actually have to go physically and put in the extra work. Put the extra work, yeah. whether it's getting a book or meeting people and talking, which I think in his mm -hmm. instance was where he learned a lot of things and met a lot of people. It's just going out and meeting different people, and it's all about who you know. Yeah. Which again, we talk about in the inner circle. It's mm -hmm. you know you can take a few with it with with Patrick learning about technical stuff. I can yeah. ask him. You know, I'm, before I even research, I'm going to ask him. Or you you have both of a, a common friend and who is a plumber. Yeah. So like, it just helps you skip. Yeah. A couple of steps. And then you can go and research that and learn that new skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your inner circle is going to be your go-to. And then beyond that, if they can't help you, then, you know, you, you, you've, it's like a process of elimination. And, and I would just take that, forget researching. You just have that person, you ask them a question. Oh, yeah, you know, people think this, but this is really the way it is. You're like, mm -hmm. huh, I would have never known that. And, and, yeah. and right away, you're above where most people the, more, more the average person would be thinking this like well in this context yes that's true but this is really it yeah and right away like i said i could if i i'd be watching tv and just have a whether i hear something i don't believe or like huh i wonder about this and i can look on my phone and you know 30 years ago like i said if i wanted to know 
you know, uh, the Dallas Mavericks example, their entire history, I get on Wikipedia or whatever website and look up any fact I want to know or Google any fact and have it yeah. like that. That instant, rather than, okay, now I gotta go to the library, let's find a book. Okay, this book, is this gonna tell me what I need to know? It's just everything's so more efficient now, so there's no excuse not to to have a different skill set. Just learn yeah. uh, different things. And I guess because I I understood sports as a uh, teenager more more than our parents. And, it, you know, it's funny when you're not into something, you think your kids are geniuses at something. If they're into it and you're not, you have no clue. Yeah. And our parents weren't really into sports. And I guess they thought maybe I was more of an expert than I was. And that's kind of where the whole broadcasting thing started. Like, you should be on ESPN. Let's figure out how to get And we researched to figure out, oh, go to American Broadcasting School, which... In the long run, it's really not the way you do it, but I value going to that school because I know so There's much more. There's a lot more. of skills you learn from that, just yeah. like well, the things we're talking about. I mean. And we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't exactly. for that. You have no clue. and Or not you, but in general, people have no clue. Like, if oh, you I want, didn't have a clue. That's why I reached yeah. out to you when we talked about it. It was like, hey, I don't know how this works, but do you do? What, and what honestly, do? I didn't know much about podcasting except, okay... A radio show is live, a podcast is pre-recorded. That's about the extent of it, but we understood the equipment and you know, the, the skill and of even that, we on learned, air. We learned a lot about that throughout the process as well. Absolutely. And if I you know, I tell you, I'm a very, uh, I'm an introvert, I'm a very keep it close to myself person unless I'm really comfortable with you. If I wouldn't have gone through broadcasting school and multiple online radio shows and different things like that, Let's just say for whatever reason, we say, okay, let's start a podcast. You put this mic in front of me. I'm not going to, even our first few episodes, I probably seemed pretty nervous because it had been a while since I'd been on a mic. Yeah. I would have been like, I'm not the right guy for it. I'll help you do whatever you want behind the scenes. I'll help produce or whatever I can help. I'm yeah. not an on-air guy. Yeah. But which is funny, six or seven years ago, I wouldn't have thought I would have anything to do with being in a sales profession. But like sales, no, that's not that's not what I would do. I I would not guess I would want to do that. Yeah. And I slowly transitioned where that's my profession. I work in sales and I do a pretty good job at it. I do this. I've been in Toastmasters for over a year and a half, or well not near a year and a half. And I mean, at your wedding I did a best man speech, which was terrifying to me. I don't even know why I said yes to it. But now, if somebody wanted me to give a speech, I'd probably still be pretty terrified. Like, yeah, sure, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I know different skills. Have, like, I'm sure we go yeah. look at my best man speech. It's probably a train wreck, except for a couple of funny things I said. But I could give a professional speech now. I understand why uh, what goes into that, and I I wouldn't consider myself a master. There's people in that class that have been in Toastmasters for 30 years, and they have all these different titles and recognitions. And, yeah. They are masters, but I probably know more about public speaking or, or, or the speeches I've given in the last year and a half. I'm probably more comfortable than the average person. Yeah. You may look at me if I give a public speech like, dude, you're an expert. Yeah. From your point of view, or not you, but in general, any person, mm -hmm. but no, I'm not really. Or somebody who knows nothing about podcasts, we talked about it this week. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's so badass. You have yeah. a podcast. People tell like, us all the time, right? Yeah, but it's not that great. It's not that big a deal. Well, <laughs> well quality-wise, sure. I mean, it's yeah. better than some. But just in general, it's not difficult to start a podcast. I mean, the 
difficulty of actually physically starting it and, and getting whatever equipment and I was talking with somebody who's probably going to listen to this episode eventually about starting a podcast he reached out to me because he goes I have a podcast the generalization of starting a podcast isn't that big a deal it's getting here sitting here and being able to talk about a subject where we're an hour into the show like yeah you could you know are you going to be comfortable talking on it can you talk intelligently or at least decently where people it would entertain people about a specific subject for that long without trying and it's something that comes with practice i mean absolutely unless you just have amazing charisma you know some people are you can deal with it better but in general i come off or we come off having a podcast like i could never do that y'all are great y'all you must be outgoing life of the party people, which is furthest from the truth. Yeah, Maybe in our own family. Yeah, me and you probably yeah. in our own families yeah. are the craziest people. Yeah. But me and you in an outside Anywhere setting, else, we're no. just like reserved. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, make eye contact exactly. with somebody. Oh, yeah, well, I'll talk to you because we're, you know, yeah. it's awkward if we don't. But we'll stand in the corner if we don't know anybody. Yeah. We're very big introverts. Yeah, exactly. No, I, a year ago, well, I guess we've been doing this more than a year. You know, a year and a half ago would have never never signed up for this if you would have approached me about it for whatever reason that that this all came to fruition it did and i'm glad it did i think i did approach you when we were doing that sports thing and you were like yeah no yeah i just it wasn't you know it was something that's probably the hardest part of starting a podcast for anyone is just pulling the trigger and saying i'm gonna get on here i'm gonna do it yeah i think that's that's the hardest part and if you have something starting a podcast or something that I guess this doesn't seem a big part of our life anymore, but at the time, that was a big decision in our life to mm-hmm. start a podcast. But if you have a situation like that, just do it. Don't say like, okay, well, because we were talking about into the summer, we started in March, into the summer. I just remember you tell me into the summer at the soonest part. Let's not rush into it, which you can say. Don't rush into something when you could, like you said, research something for four months and, yeah. and learn a lot more about it. But some things you just have to do it mm-hmm. you know and, and podcasting is one because and, and just, none of this matters you could you could figure out the tech technology part of it the equipment all of that is very specific you do this it works great this mic doesn't need to be trained to do anything yeah. if you hook it up the right way it's going to work exactly how it's intended to yeah but we needed to start because we needed to get the the jitters out the yeah, our first couple episodes were terrible. <laughs> they were, they were rough. You and people tell. tell us that's not the case. We're like, well, I didn't notice, but we knew yeah. in our minds. And we can actually decipher the difference. And if you compare, uh, it was bad. But there, there, there's experience that goes into it. Having the presence mm-hmm. of it makes a difference. The comfort that and, we can get on here and, and not you can have to script. And that research to... all you want, and yeah. you're not going to get that presence or that comfortability. Yeah. Like, you could research everything about being an electrician Mm -hmm. and know everything and be able to go in there and ace a test but that's not how it works i mean yeah you take a test but you have to be an apprentice for a while to do this and you have a a time period you have to work at it Mm -hmm. because you don't just take the test and you go in there okay i understand this even though it's not official with podcasting it it kind of still is i mean we're still in our apprenticeship type level of this of this game and we're still learning we're still you know expanding and growing and you know for our expectations it's it's 
above and beyond. Yeah. But for to compare us to other podcasts, we're still a long ways off. So. And you have in your we're, mind we're when you when you to, want to start something big in your life, and you have it in your mind, of course you're going to be motivated. And oh yeah, I'm going to do this. At least for me, in my mind, it's like I I don't want it to be a situation where we do it and we stop. Yeah. And I'm thinking chances are we're probably going to start it and just kind of it's going to fade away. Yeah. I mean, if you told me what are the chances before we started this podcast that we were a year and a half from now we'd still be going strong, if not even better. I mean, we have so many future plans and things mm-hmm. going on that we don't need to mention, but there's a lot of big things coming. If you say, okay, what are the chances you're going to be here a year and a half doing it better than ever or stopping after a couple episodes? It's more like, oh, we have full-time jobs and lives and chances are we're probably going to get too busy and it's just going to go away. Yeah. And a couple of times we thought that might be the way it's going. You know, we miss a couple of weeks and early on and I mean, I'll tell you, for the last at least six months to a year, probably even longer than that, because we're in June now, last eight to ten months, that's never been a thought in my mind. Yeah. You know, maybe unmotiva- unmotivated to do some things, but maybe the first few months, I'm like, man, I'm worried. We're, we haven't done, you know, we hadn't talked about it. But back then, we were talking about it a lot more. Like, we had to have prep and research. And yeah. that. Not that we don't prep and research now, but it's just like, okay, we're talking about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out my angle on it, what I feel exactly. about it, and we're just going to go on and do it. It's gonna, and like you said, you have an iPad in front of you that you mentioned two quotes, just so you wouldn't butcher them. Yeah. That's, if you're on YouTube looking, there's yeah. no notes on our desk, there's nothing. I tell you, you the see, first couple of episodes, scripts, scripts. We printed out, we had Okay, when I talk about this, you're going to do yeah, this. you're going to, you know, we're, you right, put your this point is in. real. The yeah. first couple of episodes, I'm not saying it's not real, we didn't lie or... That was really our opinion. It was our, you we would like, create a sheet. And it's like when I say this, you points, don't say this till I, I would, say this. I would go I, back in and I would put my points in between and we would follow that line by line. And it was just, at that time, that was the level we had to be at to gain this comfort. But even at that time of learning that skill, like we said, once we got past episode six or seven or nine or whatever the statistic was, that's over 1% of all podcasts. Yeah. Less than, or about 1% make it past that episode 6, mm-hmm. 7, or 9. I don't have the stat in front of mine. But that's mind-blowing. But all the podcasts you see on, you know, if you're a podcast person, which I assume you are, you're listening to the show, if you're on Spotify or Apple or whatever, there's a lot of podcasts there. But how many you don't see because they did one or two episodes and they stopped? They didn't make it, yeah. Yeah, because it's... Like I said, it's not overly difficult to start a podcast. You know, you have to work hard. You have to do the research and understand. Or if you know somebody like we, like us, if you mm-hmm. know uh, if you know who we are at a personal level, and you say, "Hey, how do I start a podcast?" Like, glad you asked. The easiest, easier than you ever think. Yeah, it really is. And that's, uh, I feel it's that way with most skills. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as hard as you think to start or understand it. But once you understand just it, starting it, it's way beyond, you know, we, we could talk, starting a podcast isn't overly difficult, but podcasts in general, it's very complex. But once you start that, it's, you know, we learn new things every day or we'll hear a new podcast like, hey, I, let's, I never thought about doing that or, you know, that's a good yeah. idea or a good point. And it's just something that comes with learning new skills and expanding those skills and I, I wanted to mention earlier, but it never came up, or an actual spot never came up. And a book I'd read, like I said, for any books, there's all these random facts. 
if you want to talk about being an expert or a master, there is uh, an actual physical number to get to, and they talk about 10,000 minutes. If you can spend 10,000 minutes you know, playing an instrument, that's when you really become an expert or a master. So there actually is a measurement to it, but just learning a new skill, I'm not saying you have to commit. You know, if you want to learn to play guitar, you don't have to be Led Zeppelin or anything. Yeah. You just learn how to play guitar. You can play a couple of songs and that suits you. That's and great for you. You're the only guy at the party that knows how to pick exactly. up a guitar. Exactly. How many people can pick up a guitar and play? And they, you know, there's that mindset, oh, the guy pick up a guitar and he, he attracts all the ladies. It's because not very many people can do it. Yeah. You know, uh, not not trying to, to take away from, you know, we're not talking about pro football here, but most people can play football or basketball. It's not hard to make a sports team in high school. It's because a lot of people do it. But there's nothing to take away from it. Uh, it's hard to be the captain or the best player. But as I say, if it's easy to do, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. I talked about it when I, uh, my last job, when I sold lumber to home builders. I never got discouraged when I would call three or four times, send emails, and I still haven't earned their business. I don't want to earn it that easy. If I earn it that easy, I'm going to lose it that easy. You know, I had a conversation yeah. with somebody, and they brought up a, a point. Like, if I'm if I'm going to be cheated, if you're cheating with me, you're probably going to cheat on me. Like, well, that's pretty forward, but that's yeah. that that makes sense. If it's that easy to get, it's because if everybody or if everybody's doing it, it's because it's that easy to get. Yeah, you know, and. And not that I was saying don't go after those skills, but the real skills that are going to take a little bit of time, a little bit of research, you're going to set time aside to do them, they're all worth it because nobody does them. You know, if, if, if working out was easy and losing weight was easy and being built was easy, we wouldn't have a, an issue in this country with obesity. with obesity. Everybody would be built and strong and, you know things like this or reading like if all that was easy right off the bat everybody would be doing it mm-hmm. so that's if you want to leave you take anything from this episode is we're just going to challenge you to learn a new skill yeah go out yeah. go out today and at least make a plan to learn a skill this week you and know, spend this week in the evenings in the mornings on your lunch breaks go out and learn a new skill and that's great if that's something you want to learn but I've done it before. I've Googled top skills to know. Or what what should guys in their 30s know? I'm, I'm 31. Like, what, what's something I should know? And I'll look. Hey, I don't know how to do that. Maybe I should learn how to do that. There's a reason. Yeah. You know, and uh, message us on what skills you think are valuable to learn that aren't nearly as hard as they seem, like podcasting. Or what's something you want to learn? Message us and you know, we can get, yeah. talk about that, get in dialogue about that. But until next episode, I'm Ashton. And I'm Tony. See y'all next time.